Hello, wrestling fans, and thank you once again for joining us as we are reliving the extreme, reliving ECW. Nate Maxson here with you along with, of course, my brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW's own Chad Austin. Hello, my friends. Hello, sir. You are our friends. (laughs) Yes, you are. We appreciate all of our listeners and support. This week's show, we are going to be talking about the episode of ECW from September the 7th, 1993, which features... I just have here, it features the end of the worst tag team tournament I've ever seen in my life. It features Doug Gilbert in his favorite costume from Spirit Halloween. And it also features one of the most intentionally hilarious promos I've ever seen in my life. So we will get to all of those points as we roll on here through Reliving the Extreme September 7th, 1993. The encouraging thing, guys, is the next thing we're going to watch is Ultra Clash, which I think we're going to start seeing big changes during that show and after. Don't you believe so? I think so. Yeah. Startled Sudley's gone, I do believe. You know, it's funny that when when I was scrolling through and I realized that, hell, we, we're, we're over halfway through the year, mm-hmm. like for shows, and then and it came up and like maybe one or two you know how they show you on the network, like just the, whoever, the, whatever the clip is. That's the yeah, um, the little the little picture, like a yeah, like yeah, yeah. And um, I saw like Joey Styles like two weeks later on 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 the show that we're like doing. I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> bye bye, bye bye, Sully, <laughs> bye bye. Although Aaron will be disappointed, that means we're going to start seeing Maddie in the house. I think and Aaron hates Maddie in the house, but we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> um. We start the show this week with uh, the Sully and Gilbert thinking they're on primetime wrestling again in the opening segment. Um, Aaron? Um, I just, my notes are like, oh shit, how oh, great. Jay Sully in the studio again with Eddie Gilbert and a little Freddy Krueger. It's like. And, and, the, and, and whatever Jay Sully was selling for. Like he was like moving his head like he's scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little keychain thing. It's got a pink slip on it. God, um, not the Eddie Gilbert Sully in the studio shit has jumped the shark. It needs to go away. I don't know if it ever saw the shark, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely jumped the shark. Um, Eddie goes on a tangent about possibly. I don't even. I don't understand his joke. I didn't get his joke. Did anybody get his joke about leaving? And then was there another TV show on before this that it was about Letterman? He was just stealing Letterman's gimmick. This I think this oh, when Letterman was jumping to jumping to CBS. Is that why you mentioned? Um, he mentioned. I think he mentioned Letterman or something. Yeah, this was during. This was when it was supposed to be Letterman taking over the Tonight Show, but Jay took it instead, I believe. Okay, I guess I didn't follow. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why that's funny. I felt yeah. kind of stupid. Like, I don't know why that's funny. Yeah, Eddie's but, not good in these, and like too many of these skits. No, you know, I'm not a big fan of this of this Eddie as like the goofy, silly Eddie. It's like it's like bad WWE comedy, is is what these segments are. They really I, are. I, I I didn't have any idea what he was talking about with the jumping thing, and all I could think was maybe there was a like a dirt sheet rumor or, mm-hmm. or something, you know? Like, but it was supposed to be an inside thing, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't get it. Like four hundred million dollars. Todd's paying you like seventeen hundred and fifty some dollars a month or, or a week or whatever. Right. It's almost down to I I, I forgot where I read this about how it, the Eddie broke the, the, his pay down to like almost the exact dollar of what he spends in a month. 
how much he needed to live there. You know, mm-hmm. he was actually giving Todd a deal. I'm, you know, I think. Right. Yeah, giving him the the they're giving him a discount on the the talent there. Um, they did the Burger King crown gimmick here, which I hate that you know, gimmick. Yeah, so stupid. Well, who do you expect to do it? I mean, the only other dumb guy on the show that could have done it would be Hunter Q. Robbins, the third. <laughs> The third. <laughs> and now we go to what I I laughed my ass off during this promo. It's Paulie yes. with Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, Mr. Renesto and Mr. Allen. And this chick cracked me up, man. These guys, you know, and I quote, we're going to rip this man apart. By the way, folks, they're talking about Stan Hansen. And yeah, the whole time they were cutting this promo, I was just laughing my ass off. Like this is this is gold. I love it. Yeah, I popped huge when I saw Paul. Paul was like towering over both of them, <laughs> and, and Renesto had, had a little. It wasn't even like a cape. I wasn't he like holding it together. Yeah, like, yeah, he was just yeah, holding it around him like a blankie. Yeah, holding yeah. it like a blankie around <laughs> him. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Aaron, it was it was ridiculous and it was entertaining and. It's it's like it was you could tell it was a Paul idea and it was just it was entertaining. Hey, funny. I mean, say I was getting ready to figure out a way to phrase it, but I'm thinking like, look what Paul did with me, even mm-hmm. you know all the kind of silly you know I was getting beat up by my partner and all this other you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't a name or anybody. They're just he he, he finds guys like that. Donnie's a good hand. You know, Donnie could, you know, I, I, I kind of tagged with Donnie a lot. We were in the ring together until 911 came out. But um, um, Hervé, I didn't get a chance to really know um, too much about him. But, yeah, the, the gimmick, I love it. And Paul sees, Paul sees how funny that is. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it's that testament to what you always hear about Pauly, that he. Getting could, something out of nothing. Yeah, he could, he could, he could take, he find whatever is something redeeming about that person and get the best out of them that he could. Um, and. But yeah, again, this was just hilarious. And then we go into the match, and these two guys get their asses beat by Stan Hansen, which is really all that could really happen here. I mean, it's the inevitable. Well, I um I saw it a completely different way. Okay. If if you notice, the formidable team of Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, mm-hmm. Hansen jumps them before the bell. Mm-hmm. So he had to cheat. <laughs> he actually had to take a shortcut. And the whole entire time he was kicking and and beating the shit out of him, and yeah, he had to he had to jump him ahead of time to get the advantage on him. Other than that, they would have tore his head off. <laughs> they would have. I'm, again, they were going to rip that man apart. I'm just I'm just telling you. But uh, right. yeah, like Chad said, he got the advantage of being a dirt being dirty, and uh, but yeah, the, this was this was fun to watch. <laughs> um, the uh, Aaron, anything from you on this? Uh, Paulie says that Terry Funk's not going to be taking a lot of suplexes and bumps because if he does, he'll probably bust his colostomy bag. Jesus, <laughs> I, I guess I missed that. <laughs> no, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, and it's then, just it's, it's Stan Hansen beating the shit out of these guys, and it was fantastic. Yep. Oh, dude, I mean, I can't remember whether it was if Hansen was in after Ultra Clash, or I think they may have did a taping. The day after all clashed, but I remember seeing um walking in into the, to the door, and, and on the door was the lineup sheet, and it said Stan Hansen versus Chad Austin, Oof. and I about shit. <laughs> did I did I tell you this already? Yeah, 
Oh, I already told you. Not, not on this show, though. You can you should oh, tell okay. the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I about shit because I was like, man, he's going to beat the shit out of me. And then I go over to him and I, and I say, like, hey, Mr. Hanson, I'm working yet. And he tells me that he can't. He apologizes ahead of time by telling me he can't. He never hits what he sees and he sees whatever. He can't see what he hits. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, great. So, like, literally, like, I'm scared. And, like, 30 seconds later, I go up to the, to the door or whatever, and my name has changed to Hervey. Now, <laughs> I couldn't, I, I felt bad for the poor guy because you, you saw the treatment that he got. And this this is why the running joke has been in the show that Hervey was Chad's hero. Yeah. Hervey saved, saved Chad from Stan Hansen. So, we, wherever wherever you are out there, Hervey Renesto, thank you. Thank we you. got to dig much. him up. Does he have a Wikipedia? You think? I'm gonna he doesn't learn. have a Wikipedia. I try. <laughs> he, he the only when you picked him for the tournament that fuzzy ass picture that I put up. That's the only <laughs> picture of her and Rest Ernesto I could find. I was like, there's got to be a better one, but it's just that boy. It's like like fucking Bigfoot. Like there's like nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, Herbie's awesome, man. It's too bad. We, it's too bad that we couldn't have been. We couldn't have been a tag team against nine one one. I did it with everybody else. All the all the other undercard job guys. I just saw somebody post today something about. Um, I think it's somebody in the business, but not anybody really. And mm-hmm. they said, "Can you stop using the word jobber? It's disrespectful." Like who the fuck? I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. So yeah, like me, Donnie, Herve, and we're, we're about to start seeing Dino send off and, and Joe Hartgood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, the jobber thing is like, yeah, it was great, and, Her- and Herve was a great jobber. Yes, he was. And uh, now we roll into a Hanson promo here, just talking about uh, talking about the the upcoming Ultra Class show. Anything of note that you guys have down from that? I didn't. I just put the Hanson promo. And of course, it was good. It was good, and he did the. It was was good, and he did the "Who's Eddie Gilbert" thing again. Yeah, Yeah. I I actually the word the the words that I wrote next to it was just standard. Mm -hmm. Standard Hanson. At least he wasn't doing the the nineteen like ninety version with the tobacco spit. Yeah, like running down (laughs) his face. He was out there just like I'm still. He's one. He's looking around, wondering how the hell I get here. What (laughs) you know? What am I? I I go to Japan all the time. What am I doing here? Now we go back to Sully and Gilbert in the studio and do a little routine involving alluding to Missy Hyatt here. Let's go ahead, give him, <laughs> uh, They do a little bit about Missy Hyatt giving birth to a dog named Scooter. Yes. So, oh, that's who the, um, I uh, see. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Oh, he what, said what that was he the, said, what was the, yeah, what was that? He just said that, that he brought, he, he didn't have John Gillum or what. Oh yeah. John Gillum, but he had Gillum bring in a dog. I saw that. And, and he said, this is my son. And Jay Sully's like, you gave birth to this dog? And he goes, yeah, his mom is, is Missy Hyatt. Oh, he did? Okay. I just, yeah. <laughs> it just went, oh, wow, okay. And then Sully so says, I don't know if they, I don't know Missy if they were breaking Hyatt out gave, this time Missy or what. Missy Hyatt but. gave birth to a dog? Wow. I tuned out for that long? <laughs> I'm just it was like, not... the, well, I mean, I was still, I was still reeling, rocking and reeling from the beating twisters day all the, the audacity <laughs> took place in that match. I must have took, took my eyes off the off the prize. See, I don't know Missy and Eddie's relationship timeline, but like Aaron said, I don't know if this was a breakup thing or what was going on here. But it really didn't fit. Didn't I mean it was out of place? It didn't fit in the show. I don't know. Whatever. They're kind of doing two different shows here. They're doing a show with wrestling in it, and then the Eddie and Sully show, which 
is not good. Not good. I, I don't know. I don't have any idea, like, the timeline of it either, but I do think that they were they were broken up by that point. Mm. Like, I, you know, I think, because, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it had been it had been a couple of years because they were still together in Continental in, like, what, um, 89? Back in, you know, late eight, you know late 88 in the beginning right. of 89 when Eddie came in and popped the territory. Mm-hmm. So they were together then, so that's only a few years after that since he goes to ECW. So, but I I think they were finished by then. But yeah, I guess I, I guess I didn't get the joke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss much. Um, we're gonna watch a match now. At least I guess now there's 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 two things about this that blow my a, mind. Or any I have of a major, good? I, have a, I have a major problem with this match. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we have the same major problem, which we'll get to. And what I will say is at least they acknowledged that it was taped a while ago. But what what the match is, folks, is it's the Headhunters and uh, Freddy Krueger, who is Doug Gilbert, dressed up as Freddy Krueger. And uh, they're, uh, they're taking on the Super Destroyers, who we watched break up last week, and Sal Balomo. So... The match isn't good. I did notice. I did notice they they uh, they showed us more and more of the front row. The front row of the ECW arena guys are starting Mur- to file murderers in. Murderers row, and, man. Murderers row. Yeah, I did notice that. And then, well, at the end of this match, the Super D turns on the other Super D again. <laughs> like how many times no. is this guy? No, it's not again. It's before. That's my problem with it. Like he, he, he turned on him in a match that they said was recorded before the last match that they turned on him on. <laughs> so, 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 so Super D1 is a fucking idiot. So they thought they were being creative in, ed- in editing and somehow mixed the fucking uh, mixed the things up. It didn't realize. Yeah, like their way of ex- like they were trying to say, That's oh, the Super D's the Super D's are tor- teaming because this match was taped before. Well, he turns on him in the match. That happened before he turned on him the, the first, the, the second time. It's like fucking Star Wars. It's fucking Star oh Wars. God. I have no idea what's going on. It's the worst. Like, it fucking made me mad. Like, I was watching this and I was mad. That's tremendous. <laughs> wow. You know, I, did, I didn't even think twice about it because I figured, I kind of figured it was either a recap or, you know, I just figured it was something. Um, they were just replaying it. I, I didn't even think that that wasn't that later on to be the he did it no, again. Yeah, it's two completely different matches where this this guy got turned uh-huh. on by his partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fools! What fools they got over there! <laughs> Holy mackerel! Oh, the power that Hunter Q. Robbins the third wields. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, we had the same problem there, Aaron. I was like, "What? Why am I? <laughs> why am I watching this guy turn on this guy a second time in a completely different match?" The first time, it wasn't even the second time. <laughs> now you're saying it wrong. Oh, oh that's awesome! <laughs> Fuck, Eddie! Oh my god! <laughs> well, I think Eddie's about—he's only a couple weeks away from being pretty much done. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so maybe he's just maybe he'd fuck this man. Just fuck it, whatever. We're gonna do a Missy Hyatt dog joke. I got a Burger King crown. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking tremendous! I I can't believe that I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we go to after this debacle, we head into the ring 
Todd Gordon and Sal Baloma were in the ring. Baloma's throwing out uh, stuffed animals to the kids. They're throwing them back. And they're throwing them back. And uh, (laughs) Sensational Sherry comes to the ring. And, I mean, she cuts your standard, you know, come join us on the 18th for our – for our little show here at the ECW yeah. Arena promo. Great as usual. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, she's, of course, Polly calls her and uh, her and uh, Sal, the Beauty and the Beast, of course. <laughs> and then out comes Hunter Q. Robbins the third. Low-rent oh. slick, kind of. I don't, I don't even know what to, get to call this guy, but a low-rent slick mixed with, I don't, he's like a low-rent slick doing a, I don't even know. Like I don't know who he's trying to be, but he is. Like if, if slick, if a low rent slick and a regular <laughs> Harvey Whippleman had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Slickleman. There we go. We got it. Oh, we got no. it. Harvey, Harvey Slickleman. Um, oh boy, Polly. Polly. I, I didn't think much of it. I just, I just knew it was, a, it was a classic Sherry gimmick, like you said putting over the show and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even 100% positive that I, I may have just tuned out during Hunter Q's whole spiel. Now, and, you know, until you mentioned I was like, I don't remember him being on there. Yeah, he called, uh, he called Wild Man Sal a big, fat, stupid idiot, and then Sal <laughs> fucking decks him. Okay, and, okay, now I remember. And Sal and uh, Hunter Q's super group of the Super D number two <laughs> Tony Stetson and Richard Michaels make the save. <laughs> Super group. Thank Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> what a stable. <laughs> it is it is a good thing that all of this is coming to an end because this is the plateau here, you know. This is like if we if it would have continued the way it did, <laughs> this company might have gone under. I'm just saying might have <laughs> gone under. Um yeah. So yeah, like Aaron said, Tony Stetson, Chris Michaels, and Super D Number Two come out and uh, beat down um, beat down Sal. They do the little the little trip job on Sherry and push her down. Michaels pushes her down, and then the Sandman, Super D Number One, and J T Smith come out to make the save. So what a cast of characters we got here in this segment. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much. I'm starting to think it's everybody's swan song. Yeah, this is that's kind of what this is. Like Sandman and JT, they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be around longer, but uh, the rest of these guys, <laughs> they do announce that they're gonna have what? What is it? A like? There's a cry on for a match with Balomo and Chris Michaels at uh, yeah, Ultra Clash in a strap match Ooh. or a lashings match or whatever. Yeah, yeah ten lashes, man. That's a go-to Memphis staple, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. When we watch the show, when we watch the show next week, I guess we'll find out if it actually happened or not. But I don't, um, re- I don't recall ever being. I mean, I'm sure I, it would have had to happen for sure. But I'm thinking like I can't. I can't re- occur a time where I actually paid money to go into a show, and then in one of the matches was Sir Christopher Michaels. So he has to be gone pretty quickly. Like after mm. this, because it, we're only like a few shows away from probably when I start. Right. I mean, we're we're just. I mean, I, I think the show, the show after Ultra Clash, we're probably going to start seeing Public Enemy. Um, maybe Ian and Axel. Even well, you see, you see Ian. Mm-hmm. Axel. So, in, if I'm not mistaken, I believe their their bad breed. I think is when they changed the. 
some sort of production thing where it went from that that look to where it was much more colored and and like it had a different look to it like lighting and all to it Mm -hmm. it wasn't it it was a different ring too i'm pretty sure so that's pretty much when you well i mean when you see me then you're gonna see axel because that's my first match that was against bad breed okay um Oh, I lost my place on my notes. Oh, now we have a Polly Dangerously and Dark Page. We're just clipping along through this show, folks. <laughs> but <laughs> we have a Polly and a Dark Patriot promo. I know the pro- I know the gimmick's almost gone. It's almost out of here anyway. It doesn't matter, but maybe a gimmick that shouldn't talk. Yeah, why is the dark- he- why is the mysterious and why is the mysterious Dark Patriot saying, "Daddy, yeah. I'm going to get you, Daddy. I'm going to take you down, Daddy." I wonder if um if Doug got like Todd to like pay him like double for playing Freddy Krueger for doing two shitty gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, I'll yeah. let you do my I'll let you have my Freddy Krueger on the show, but I don't remember Doug ever talking when he was in Global, right? Do you? No, now, no, that character okay, never I, talked. I, I know that there was a time where he didn't talk. I didn't know if that changed, but yeah, I, you know, he didn't need he, he didn't need to talk, and he especially didn't need to say daddy. I mean, he's the dark patriot. How ominous, Daddy. How I'm ominous. Not, right? I'm scared to death. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, who the fuck says that? <laughs> <laughs> Other than Bill Dundee, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a common thing in, like, Australia or something, even though he's been here since, like, the late 60s. Right. <laughs> Some things never die. Some things never change. Uh, up next, we actually had a pretty decent – I like this match. The match was decent. It was uh, J.T. Smith and I don't know a lot about Mr. Matagi – from Wing, but apparently he was their junior heavyweight champion, and he has he this match. Daniel. What's that? Then he trained Daniel. That's, that's Miyagi, not Matagi. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because he did have the name Mister. Yeah, Mister <laughs> Matagi. Yeah, because I was like, well, you know, it's hilarious. I, I believe his name is Mashiyoshi, and, and obviously they're not going to put that on there, right? And, um. And I was thinking, like, well, why are all the Japanese wrestlers got to be called Mister? Mister, yeah, like, all of them. They go back in time. I mean, is it too much of a trouble for somebody to, to learn how to pronounce a guy's name? <laughs> Mister Fuji, Mister Saito, all of them. Yeah, it, well, except Tor Kamada mm-hmm. and Pac Song, but they weren't even like Japan. Japanese. Yeah, Pac Song was Vietnam, right? I think. Uh, Korean, I think. Korean, okay. Same with uh, oh, what's his what's his face? Um, the one that did the, the did the jobs in the WWF in the TNT era. Tiger Chung Lee. Yes, Tiger Chung Lee, Mister Korean. Um, well, don't you ever seen you ever seen his stuff in Wing? I think so. I Kim think Duff. so. Maybe yeah, yeah. I think so. Kim maybe Duff. back at the time. I think he just wrestled recently. I saw like something where he, he wrestled recently, and I don't know some 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 uh, shit show in Japan, but. Yeah, Kim Duck. Um, this match was decent, you know, for what it was. Lots of submission holds, but it was a. Uh, I thought it was a decent wrestling match. What'd you guys think? Oh, I, I was uh, I was scared to death for this match, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I'm I'm thinking this is a great opportunity for Jazzy, as as we call him now, um, as for Jazzy to work with somebody from Japan. Where you you're really not going to call the whole entire you're not going to lay the match out, right? And go over spots. And I think that was a great opportunity for JT in that match. But my only concern was 
I wrote I wrote next to it. What is what what is JT gonna botch? Mm-hmm. Like, you know when is he gonna? And believe me, he didn't he didn't let me down. He did a couple. There was a couple of doozies in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was like, I hope it, I hope it worked. It worked out for him apparently because Jay Z stuck. Jay Jazzy, I'm sorry, he stuck around. You know until he left. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't and- get fired. He he quit. The the match itself, like I said, lots of submission holds, lots, and there was a a really cool. You know why there was a lot of submission holds, right? Because I do not for the the, uh, um, communication gap. Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't call spots, so they only had. I bet you they only had a couple of like two or three things, probably that they were going to do, and the rest was like, I can't talk to you. You don't understand. You know what I'm saying? So. That's the best thing to do is keep it close. Just yeah, a bunch of rest holds and and submission holds and yeah, keep um, it close, man. Work to them, work to them three spots that you you've remembered. Mm-hmm. And the one time yeah. JT does leave his feet, he fucks up that flying clothesline. And there's yeah, a spot yeah, where he tries yeah. to hit. It's just like it's fucking mad. Like the commentators don't even say anything about it. And then <laughs> and, they don't and even try. What was the spot where where he? He somehow fucked up that DDT out of the corner, and then Jay Sully says, "Oh, like a DDT by like JT Smith, and he's the one selling." So he <laughs> he, he had to have fuck, he had to have fucked that up because he's the one that's selling, and I think he was supposed to be doing the move, but the mm-hmm. other guy just popped right back up, and Jay Sully called it that the JT did it, like he fell on him, <laughs> like they were coming out of the corner, and he just kind of like overhooks him by his head. And like, and I think somehow like JT kind of pushed him back or something, and and he, they tripped over each other and they fell on each other. And I was like, there you go. That's in my opinion, that's what he botched. That was that was funny to me. I, I thought that was a good a good bad spot. And, good bad Paulie, spot. I like that. And Paulie did like something that I, they do in commentating sometimes, and I'm surprised he did it. He like he foreshadowed the result when he started talking about oh, there's only a 10 minute time limit in this thing, and if JT wants to make it last. He might not be able to win, but if he can last, at least he won't get a loss hey, on TV. Man. And then that, they that, there you go. I mean, because I mean, to what do you think the people? Oh, I mean, when ECW when was hot, right? Like the real ECW that we all know. If they would have just did a ten minute time limit, the people would have just shit on it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so the people in the building, it didn't matter because they didn't. That that was going nowhere anyway. And, and they were, you know, they do like three or four weeks worth of tapings, you know, in a weekend. So that, that I mean, um, so Paul Lee was was entertaining the uh, TV audience. Yeah. They were let, letting them know, going, hey, you know, there's more. There's, I would hope there was more of them than there was of, um, you know, people in the building. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He was just yeah. training the TV audience. And then after you, and you go, oh, yeah, I did hear him say that. That's how you do it. The, uh, the match ends in a draw as... Paulie alluded to, and then Shane Douglas and the Dark Patriot come to the ring. Yeah, so that happens. It's funny. Dark Patriot throws a chair in the ring, and that uh, Batagi dude just catches it. Did you notice that? He's just like just catches it right out yeah, of the Oh, that was a mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It was. I don't know. I, I didn't know that when all this was going on, there was a a sign in the back that said "Reinstate the Rebel." Yeah, I saw that. I wrote that down. Reinstate the Rebel. I agree. Yeah, really. <laughs> so now we move on to air. Did you? Uh, did you? Uh, tra- tra- I, didn't, tra- I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't try to transcribe. Promo, this one. Sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't try to transcribe this one. Well, that one, I'm still that, tired. I wrote I'm still down. tired from the last one. 
I wrote it down just saying I wonder if you were going to transcribe it, but then, <laughs> I, you know, it actually it actually wasn't that bad. It made a little yeah, bit. Of, yeah, it made a little bit of sense. Pretty coherent. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely one of his more comprehensive, whatever you can understand ones. <laughs> So yeah, he really didn't much need. Uh, he only like fucked up something like one or two little things, but but yeah, it, it was it wasn't it was what it was. I guess I don't fucking. Know. And the the most enjoyable thing about the Sandman Wild Man Sal Malomo promos is watching how much the Sandman enjoys watching Sal Malomo cut a promo. Yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, but like he's not he's not acting. He's just. That, that's well, that Sandman I, laughing at this. this I mean, he's guy. learning from an ex WWE guy. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's all valuable, valuable time that he's spending with an a, a WWE guy. So he's learning with a veteran there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did, I did though come up with a team name because I was like, ah, maybe they're gonna win the tag belts, and if they win the tag belts, they need a team name. And I thought of it. Okay. If they win, which I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but if they win, don't spoil it. These guys are going to be known as the Hack and Sack Connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, one's Hack and the other one's just a big sack. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fucking that funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I, I, just, I don't know. This is. Um, I mean, actually, if you did say who won the tournament, it would spoil for me because I've forgotten. <laughs> well, uh, who, who won it? The match happens, and once again, for the third week in a row, they decide to interrupt their main event with a highlight package of Abdullah the Butcher. Which, I mean, forget. I, I understand special announcement. Let's take a look at Abdullah the Butcher. But why do you keep doing it during your supposed main event? That doesn't make any sense. But whatever. I'm trying to so make sense of this. So they could edit the main event match down to fucking where yeah. <laughs> the time slot. And why do they use that music? Yeah, that music. I don't, think that was, I don't think that was WWE Network music. That was music they used, and it sounded like it was like a '90s amusement park commercial. I like, thought track. They, it was fucking bad. Didn't they use the original music the first time that video aired? They did. The sec- it's funny. The second time, the first time, the WWE put some music over it where you couldn't you couldn't make out heads or tails of what the audio from the video. Then the second time, they just let the regular music play. And then this week, it was a different video, kind of. It didn't have as much footage. It still had the fake bug. <laughs> but um, it... <laughs> that fake bug. That shit cracks me up. Anyway. Um, and he, he eats it. So, like, <coughs> look at me eat the fake bug. Um, but this time, it had, like... it was Aaron said uh, amusement. It sounded like 90s video game music to me. Like, this it was is really bad. weird. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Did you? I I heard the I heard the story the other day about Abby about uh um how he would work the marks in Japan hmm. like he would always go when when they always went out and like celebrated and stuff mm-hmm. like you know for after shows and just whatever he would always tell the people that it was his birthday or somebody would let them know that hey it's Abby's birthday and that they would not only would they you know feed him for free and everything else. It's somehow a custom in Japan for the marks to give the boys money. So when they made the announcement in the restaurant that it was that daughter Butcher's birthday, everybody just gave them money. That is fucking brilliant. That's the best. That's the best work in the history of the business. That's amazing. Yeah. And he would do it all the time. And, and and one of the ones that was probably there the week before is probably too afraid to bring it up. And say no, it ain't. Yeah. 
Hey, guy, fork me. Happy birthday. <laughs> that is that is brilliant, isn't it? It is. It's fucking brilliant. Like Don, how much Don Callis just told that story on on Busted Open the other. Day. I love that. I try to tell people it's my birthday, and they're like, "Get back to fucking work." <laughs> <Yeah, good shit. laughs> Who gives a shit if it's your birthday? <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, that video. I I did notice the music change, and you know, whatever. Like you know, we all know that they were just killing time so they could edit you know the match down to mm-hmm. how much time they needed but yeah whatever i never get tired of seeing old um puerto rican footage no matter whether i've seen it a bazillion times it's always kind of like new it's kind of new to me all the time yeah it's just yeah. like so cool and like man i just missed i missed that i wasn't around or didn't know about it until later on you know because i would have loved it to see what it was like in like the early 80s like, like tv quarter- Puerto Rico is like even more foreign than watching like Japanese stuff to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it because it's bloody. Yeah, but and, but the TVs that I had found on like YouTube, <laughs> they're basically just not even squashes. They're better than squashes. The matches are like if SG Jones was in every match, mm-hmm. you know he's going to get offense at some point, you know, and then you got to fuck him. But I was expecting to see Abdullah run out like every week, you know, and murder somebody on TV. And then all the blood that you get in all the big shows, I respect you. None of it was on TV. Mm-hmm. The the match itself um, afterwards gets interrupted, and then when we come back from the Abby video, Polly has left the commentating position, and now Todd Gordon is commentating. Who, by the way, I forgot I wrote down earlier that Polly during the um, whole debacle with Belomo and Sherry and all that in the ring. Polly actually said he hadn't seen an announcer like that since David Crockett went went uh, off the yeah. air about Todd Gordon. I thought that was funny, but um, just the mention of David Crockett alone was funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, the match apparently itself, during oh, well, apparently ahead. during apparently during the Abbey break, um, Sherry Martell came out and ran Freddie Gilbert off again. They brought that up. Yeah, didn't he actually, caught, didn't he even turn like earlier? Like a week before or something, then they get beat up like two last week or the week before. Morocco beat him up, but now he's just yeah. back out there with him again. And Sherry's coming <laughs> out again and beating him up. They apparently, cut, they they cut that out of the like. They come back and like Sully's like, "Oh man, Freddie Gilbert, he got beat up by." And like they're talking like everybody saw it. It's just, this this show is just a. It clipped oh along, God. but it's a fucking wreck. <laughs> they made the same mistake in the like the. And like they were, you know, on the same show, like they fuck something up like that. That's fucking awesome. God, <coughs> and it it, it it literally takes us have get having to go back and watch it, you know, under a microscope to pick them kind of things up. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you're just somebody who just if I brought a wrestling fan over who doesn't collect tapes or anything, and I showed them that they, you know that whatever they would not catch it. Right, they don't. They don't even fucking know. But it's it's hilarious that they did the same mistake twice in one show. <laughs> That's unbelievable, Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> and the fin- wild man, oh, wild man, Sal's apparently the Ricky Morton of the Hack and Sack connection because he's selling, trying to get the tag and and trying to get the sympathy as as the as the white meat baby face. Oh yeah. <laughs> This thing just was bad. 
all around. Do you notice when Sandman makes when he finally makes the hot tag to Sandman, the crowd booed the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I thought whatever people that were cheering for Sal to like make the tag. You know, it wasn't over. It wasn't right. Tony Gurria and fucking eighty one. Um, kind, kind of like cheering for, but as soon as they tag Sandman, the crowd just stops. Like <laughs> I'm not going to say they booed him, but I started to hear almost nothing, and I, I even wrote hot tag. Like, they're like, oh, we forgot he was tagging that guy. <laughs> the fans wanted him to tag Sal back in. Sandman clean house. He was a house of fire. Yeah, I wrote that greatest, greatest top rope drop kick of all time. I mean, Jericho don't have don't have the greatest for the top rope, but his is fine. Mm -hmm. It's safe and it's basically the industry standard. Sandman's are just however it ends up. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's like he's in a catapult. He's just been catapulted into the ring, and wherever he lands is where he lands. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I I I popped. I was still laughing at some other shit after the hot tag. No one that we have to come on the show and talk about it. So we gotta watch it that close, and then you just hear the crowd just die down. <laughs> Nobody cared. And, and there's like if, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like three or four times where Doug is just no selling for these guys. Like, like Sal kicks him with something and he doesn't sell it. And then Sandman's doing his like big comeback and he hits him and he doesn't even bump or anything. He just gets punched and then just walks out of the ring. I think Doug was just like, I'm done with this. Like, this is it. I'm done with this. (laughs) More than likely, that is the case. Um, Um, (laughs) Yeah. They do the phone spot at the end with Polly's phone, which is always dark. a great spot, by the way. Yeah, yeah. For and some dark... reason, Polly buys the cheapest cordless phones, but they make the best sound, and they're heavy. Well, they actually uh, break. Mm-hmm. I mean, a the... lot, lot of times they do. Eddie Gilbert and Dark Patriot are our new ECW Tag Team Champions, and I'm assuming those titles will be vacant. Yeah. We did this whole tournament. For these guys to leave the promotion and the titles to be vacant again, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> hey, you're the one that said it, Nate. It's the worst tag team tournament. <laughs> the that's isn't that ironic? Watch this whole this whole goddamn thing, and it didn't matter a bit. All right. So <laughs> that being said, um, the show overall. What, what, do we, what do we think here as we are kind of, and then we'll reflect on, we'll reflect on the past few months of the show that we've done of the Eddie Gilbert regime. Cause it really is, I think over at this point. Um, if it's not, dude, I mean, it's, it needs to see a doctor <laughs> at, at least. Cause there's something going at ease on life support. This promotion has been interesting to watch so far. And I know a lot of people that have listened along with the show so far, some of the people maybe that I talk to through Facebook Messenger or, or friends that have listened to the show or what have you, you know, I know that a lot of what we've done so far has seemed kind of comedic, but what we've watched has been kind of comedic. And I'm sure as things go evolve with the ECW show, they're going to evolve with the podcast here too. You know, we'll get, when we get into more serious stuff, we'll have more serious conversation when, ECW does things that are goofy. We'll have comedic conversation about it, but that really is the gist of it. It's like 
it's been this 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 initial launch of the ECW promotion has been rough stuff to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I, it's yeah, it's great. It, it's it's funny. It's funny because after I was done reviewing the show, and I legitimately had so little notes mm-hmm. that that I I went back and I looked at a couple of other pages and the only thing I wrote down was the awful stuff. And, right. and that's how I had so many notes because it was all so goddamn <laughs> awful. And I was wondering if like um if Aaron did the same thing because they we always sign, somehow try to make a joke out of something that we saw on this show. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't have a lot of terrible stuff written down. Like I really didn't have much. The only thing I had was a sign about Rebel, I guess. Jesus. Yeah th- this was this was kind of a a letdown of a show, in my opinion. I mean, JT Smith and Mr. Miyagi was fine, and the, the Super D's fucking alternate universe turn and return and what? Like, it's like if, if like David Lynch booked something. I mean, it was okay. It was just it was it was ridiculous. The show was ridiculous. This episode, and I am pretty sure. <clears throat> I am pretty sure, and I'm going to look here when I look at the, because uh, I'll run down. Yes. Okay, so in the meantime, between this show and Ultra Clash, just so everybody knows, Shane Douglas becomes the ECW champion. He doesn't actually beat Tito for it, though. It's a phantom title change. What? Because, uh, because <laughs> our, uh, probably uh, Rio de Janeiro, I'm assuming, is where the match takes place. But uh, apparently, from what I read, I think it was in the torch that I was looking at from this time. Tito, Tito just, Tito just quit. yeah, he just didn't, he just didn't want to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so they said fuck it and, and did a uh, phantom title change. So by the time we come to Ultra Clashes, we're going to watch that next week. Shane Douglas is for the first time the ECW champion. Which do we want to go down the car? Didn't they, yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, didn't they have Shane beat somebody? And I don't know. I I, well, I, I know. I don't. Rem- I, I just don't remember it. Changes showing up as champion. I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it from the thing that I read because I wanted to look into it because I knew at some point here soon he was going to become champion because it goes from Tito to him. So the thing that I read in the torch was it was a phantom title change, and then when we come to Ultra Clash here, which is just what not even two weeks after this show we just watched, he's defending the ECW title against the Sandman. Oh. And there was no explanation given, right? No, unless they're they may explain it in commentary during Ultra Clash we might see that, but yeah, I didn't I didn't see or hear I didn't hear him re- even mention uh, Tito at all on this show we just watched. You know, that's hilarious because if somebody would would you know, you know how we all claim to be like wrestling like nerds and shit. <laughs> if I'm out somewhere and somebody asks me just randomly, "Hey, who did Shane Douglas beat for the ECW title?" I wouldn't have a fucking answer, <laughs> you know, because I could think back to possibly say Tito Santana, or mm-hmm. I, I would have thought maybe you could, you know, you can make up Morocco or whatever, but it's just like, wow, I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. Even on Wikipedia, it just says it goes from Tito Santana to Shane Douglas, but it doesn't say that Shane Douglas beat Tito per se. I can't believe they didn't make up a town. You know, they, mm-hmm. they at, at, at that point, I'm 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 pretty sure if not, we haven't started. They're starting to run like the um, uh, 
whatever the place is that that Francine starts in Montgomeryville, because they would <laughs> they would after they just stopped all like only doing the tapings on the weekends, they mm-hmm. would start booking a Friday spot show because they would it would give the boys an extra date and then it, they can get a cheaper rate you know, on the guys, whatever names they were bringing in. Yeah, I find I find nothing about um, an actual Tito Douglas match and anything that I can see to research. So, well, the good thing it. is the match never happened. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There is no match of record. Shane Douglas is just the champ. Um, if anybody has different information than I do and wants to let me know and tell me I'm fucking wrong, I'm more than happy to be told when I'm wrong. So let me know. But I find no match of record between Tito and Shane for the ECW championship. Um, so Shane is just champ. There you go. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. That's what we're going to call it. Re- the Rio de Janeiro ECW title change. Yeah. I mean, clearly that was just over money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tito was just like, what the fuck is this? Is this around the, is this around the time that, when did that uh, AWF or whatever it was start that he... That was like 95, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that doesn't fit the timeline either. Uh, you know, it could have been, I mean, there could have been some stuff already in the works about this time. Mm-hmm. You know, there could have been some contacts made. You know, I love it when I hear the stories about the boys getting called by some big money mark kind of thing. It's the best. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it was like 94, 95, because if you remember, they had nails in there and they were like talking about how he's the most controversial man in wrestling because he yeah. beat up Vince McMahon or whatever. So to close the show, what I will do is let everybody know we're not going to watch the September 14th, 93 edition of ECW. Because like I said last week, it's essentially just, I mean, it literally is, looks like to me it's all recap stuff. Um, so we aren't going to watch that. There's no point in watching that. We will move on to Ultra Clash. And let me tell you, let me tell you, here's some. here are the matches we are going to see at Ultra Clash 1993. It sounds like a pay-per-view. Public Enemy, here they are. Public Enemy versus Jason Knight and Ian Rotten. We are going to see Tony Stetson versus Tommy Cairo for that ever-so-coveted ECW Pennsylvania Championship. We're finally going to get the big payoff after two turns. Super Destroyer versus Super Destroyer. One versus two in the ECW arena. It's going to be like if Super Destroyer, like, two loses... The guy that got turned on twice, that they got to team up again so he can get turned on again. <laughs> that, that, that should have been the stipulation. That's fantastic. Uh, Dark Patriot versus JT Smith in the scaffold match. Abdullah and not Eddie Gilbert, Kevin Sullivan against Terry Funk and Stan Hansen. It's surprising to me that Eddie's not on the card, but Doug is. But anyway. The Intergender Battle Royal. And, yes, it's there. Sal Balomo versus Chris Michaels. The loser gets ten lashes. Yeah. Sandman and Shane Douglas for the ECW Championship. And then on the network, this match has to be out of order. There's no way way they ended with uh, the Headhunters versus, it looks like Miguel Perez and uh, probably Hugh Morris. It says Crash. I assume that's Crash. Yeah, I assume so. Oh, so they didn't even they, hey. they didn't even they didn't even keep um uh Matsunaga like even mm-hmm. he didn't even stay long enough for that show. No, no. Matsu, oh, you know, Matsu, Matsu, Matsumunga said Kawabunga. he was out of there. 
but yeah. yes, I like I said, I can't see. It doesn't say it doesn't say crash the Terminator or anything, but I assume crash. It, 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 was, it was built. It was, it was built because um he worked for Wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was over there. So that's how Sul- that's how Sullivan met him, and and that's how he got booked into into WCW was through Kevin Sullivan. So yeah, exactly. That's what um he was already since all the guys were already here. That's essentially they're off tour. So DeMont's home. Mm-hmm. You know? So he ain't doing anything. So sure, he's got a name if you watch Wing. Because, I mean, he wasn't a job guy there by no means. He was a featured guy. And, yeah, so that, it was a good payoff for him. And, um, you know, it helped, it helped with the angle, I guess. So there it is. There is the Ultra Clash card that we are going to watch on next week's show. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, all the changes coming to the ECW program as we... Kind of, sort of. I mean, yeah, you, know, you still got your uh, your Chris Michaels and your Sal Balomo and your Super Destroyers on this show, but I think uh, we're starting to close the chapter on the the opening salvo of ECW that we've been watching since the beginning of the show, and uh, we're going to start to see the formation of what we really know as ECW. I think it's happening. And this is so sad that I've already been there, lived it, saw it probably on tape again. I still don't even remember when it happened. But just when the when, when it, everything just changes, the whole entire presentation just changes. All of, all of it does, from the camera work, the lighting. It's just yeah, we're, we're, we're I think we're closer than we think we are, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like really well, like two weeks. Yeah, like you said, the next I think the next actual episode that we're going to watch of ECW. If you look at the picture on the WWE Network, it's not Sully; Joey. it's Joey Styles. Joey. So yeah, bye bye awesome. Sully. Bye bye, Sully. Fucking yeah, it's, God. It's, it's so well. It's so it's going to be actually kind of cool to, to watch these shows and review them, and not just have to write down like the shitty stuff, right? <laughs> you know, and like, but it's just hilarious, like all the how just bad some of the stuff is. But yeah, I'm very very interested and look forward to when we get to that point when the um the shows are that good where we can we can break down the match and talk about you know the psychology of it and, you know, how they got, to, you know, just the good, the good stuff mm-hmm. that, that I'm very anxious to be a part of. Now, what I will say about this initial, the initial, uh, ECW is folks, there aren't two guys that I would rather have gone through this battle with than Aaron and Chad. <laughs> We've had a great time doing this, even though some of these shows have been rough to watch. It has been, I, every time I'm watching one, I'm like, ah, I'm watching this bullshit, but it's going to be fun to talk about it with these guys. So it's definitely been a positive experience so far, considering what we've had to watch. I wouldn't have wanted to watch it with two other guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree, because when we first started getting into this uh, this whole idea, I was all anxious and giddy about, yeah, man, I can't wait. We're going to do another, I'm going to do another podcast kind of thing. And then after the first couple of shows, like, reality didn't set in. <laughs> Like, you know, after the first couple of shows, I was like, and she's like, hey, don't you have a show in a couple hours? And I go, yeah. She goes, don't you got to watch the show? And I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, fuck. I should, I should at least, um, I should at least attempt to watch the show, you know? And, um, but then like it gradually got to the point where, as, as I think we always talk about it every week. I think me and you, Aaron, that we always have less notes. Yeah. Because there's just less to, to complain about or goof on, yeah. But it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting talking about that shit and 
especially the, the times when I when when I kind of debut. Mm-hmm. Like when I come in that way, I I have more. I guess I would have more stories. I'm I'm assuming I would. <laughs> and luckily, uh, with and and it's going to improve the show quality. Is going to improve. Not our show, but uh, you know, I mean, like the ECW shows are going to improve. But with every good wrestling promotion, there's always going to be little nuggets that you can crack on and make fun of. Yeah. So there will still be the comedy people. As long as JT still, still there. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we, we we still got like a couple more years till JT's gone. <laughs> so as long as he's on TV, he's going to fuck something up. <laughs> <laughs> well, any parting words for our listeners this week, guys? Well, I don't well, think I I don't think I even did. I give did I give it a grade? Oh, I don't think I did either. I didn't I even grade I, it. I didn't even grade it. I forgot to grade it. <laughs> well, that's a that's a, show, good, that's a good and bad thing. You got an incomplete. <laughs> I gave it. I mean, I, this is how how I how I think the shows are getting better. Is that I went from not even grading it, even though we had a grade I knew about it. I didn't forget about it. I just said hey, I'm not a grade man. It ain't worth a grade. Mm-hmm. But I think I gave a D last week. Yes, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make a. This show this week is gonna be a D, but I'm gonna write D with a sharpie. It's gonna be a little bigger than um a pen. So it's <laughs> strong. It's gonna be a literal super D. <laughs> yes, and, and I can't wait for that match. I'll give oh, it a boy, super oh, boy, D. Oh, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a super D too. That being said, <laughs> ending on Aaron's wrestling dad joke, we will <laughs> sign off for this week for the uh, Reliving the Extreme podcast. And next week, folks, if you are watching along, we will be watching the Ultra Clash event for ECW. And uh, that's going to be exciting. Looking forward to it. And we will see everybody next week. Have a great week, everybody.